The Swain Event Podcast is brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Transportation. There are over 100 million pieces of litter on our beautiful Tennessee roadways, and TDOT spends $19 million a year picking it up. Join the Nobody Trashes Tennessee movement at nobodytrashestennessee.com. Brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Transportation. Swain Event, SwainEvent.com, fueled by Dead End Barbecue, top 100 barbecue restaurant in America. We are joined by the great Ben McKee and also the greatest Chris Lowe of ESPN. CeeLo, good morning. Morning. How are you guys? It's great to be with you. Man, we are great. Everybody had a happy Thanksgiving. We are great. CeeLo, are you still Are you still full? Um, well, I'm out of my uh, my post Thanksgiving coma. I mean, that's uh, and we all. What time was your nap swing yesterday? Uh, I think uh, I think it was I think it was a little bit during the Cowboys Raiders game. It was it was like fifteen yeah. twenty minutes. It wasn't long at all. How about Ben? When was yours, Ben? I did not take a nap. My my nap was when I went to bed. There there's too much football on to to be napping, CeeLo. Well, wait till you get to my age, and, and taking a nap on Thanksgiving probably is right up there with having cranberry sauce and turkey dressing. Ben, don't try to throw shade, man. Don't try to throw shade. I, I, I caught that. I caught that. You ain't slick, Ben. You ain't slick at all. <laughs> Not slick, Ben. Chris, Ben's been doing this all morning. He think he's slick. Instigating, throwing a little shade. I fell asleep. Oh, see, you are instigating right now because I did not throw any shade. Mm-hmm. I should have slept, went to sleep in the Lions Bears game because that game uh, was was boring. It was super boring. But the <laughs> bo- most boring game of the NFL trio was the Saints Buffalo Bills game. So did not go to sleep during that game. Wish I know I one thing. I wish that uh, that Mississippi State Ole Miss game would have been more entertaining, Mister Low. Yeah, it sort of fit the weather, windy, misty rain. And I was like you, man. I thought it was going to be a really good game. I, I, I was thinking 42-40, you know, 45-41. Um, although both defenses end up, ended up being a lot better this year than I thought they would. But I was like you, man. I, I was looking for an entertaining game. that would go down to the last, you know, possession or so and just uh, was a little bit of a dud. Uh, excuse me, a dud, I should say. CeeLo, is there is there a, a scenario where you see Mississippi State and Ole Miss looking for a new coach at the end of the season? Certainly Ole Miss. I think Lane's going to be in play a lot of places because Jason, man, there's just so many jobs that are open are going to be open. And guys are getting raises to stay. We've seen Mel Tucker get up just an astronomical raise. Um I think Dave Aranda is going to get one at Baylor to stay at Baylor. James Franklin got one at Penn State. So when you start weighing all that, I think Luke Fickle probably isn't going anywhere, especially if his team's in the playoff, which I think they will be. And you start looking at all the openings and who's staying. I mean, I think you still may see Louisville open. I think Miami may open. 
I think there's a chance that Auburn may open if Brian Harson gets into that Washington. I don't know who these coaches are. They're going to, I mean, where are the coaches are going to fill all these jobs? <laughs> so it's, at some point, a guy like Lane, even though over the course of the career, his career, he's been a bit of a knucklehead off the field. But, you know, in, in his defense, really nothing at Florida Atlantic or, or Ole Miss, outside of him being a troll on Twitter, you know, he hasn't really done anything off the field. You know, he hasn't had any issues off the field. Um, that you know, I would I would say if you're an AD or an athletic director, say, well, I'm not going to hire him because of this. Now, people will not hire him because of some of his escapades that when he was assistant in Alabama or Tennessee. Um, you know, and, and obviously he got fired at uh, at SC, but not just because they weren't living up to expectations. But I mean, when you weigh all that, yeah, I think I think he's got a chance to get in several places. Miami, most notably, if Diaz gets fired. You know, maybe LSU, because the LSU coaching search starts with Jimbo Fisher. But actually, it doesn't. The better way of putting it is it doesn't start until after Jimbo Fisher says, no, emphatically no, I'm not coming for like the 15th time after they played this weekend, LSU at A&M. By the way, in Baton Rouge. How weird will that be? That would be real Um, weird. So, I mean, could he get in at LSU? Yeah, I think he probably could, depending on. Who else would be on their list? But uh, I don't know about Leach. You know, if, if where would Leach go? Would he go? Would he go to Miami potentially? Um, you know, does he fit at a place like Virginia Tech? See, that's the school right now. I don't know who they're going to hire. I mean, Billy Napier, I think, probably is going to sign something with Florida on Sunday or Monday, unless something falls through. This is a very fluid. This whole deal is very fluid, as you guys know. But I'd, I'd be shocked if. if Napier's not the coach of Florida. So where does Virginia Tech go? Um, I, I think TCU is probably Sonny Dyke's job if he wants it, which means SMU opens. I don't think Mike Leach goes from Mississippi State to SMU. Um, you know, USC, while we talked about Washington, there's a lot of big jobs open out there. So I don't know where he would go, Swain. I mean, I don't know where Mike would go. I mean, I, I know that... Um, Virginia Tech would love to have Dave Clawson, who, by the way, has done just a terrific job at Wake Forest and has now for a couple of years. But I think Wake Forest is going to pony up and keep him. And you see, there's another guy that the school is going to say, nope, we're not losing you, we're going to pay you. And private schools, as we've seen, and Liberty's paying Hugh Freeze an average of $4.2 million a year, which is more than five SEC coaches. But private schools in the realm of Baylor, Liberty, Wake Forest, TCU, these schools can pay really about what they want to pay. And we're starting to see that. So, um, you know, it'll be crazy to see some of the guys. You know, and maybe it'll be refreshing because maybe some guys that deserve a shot at a head coaching job that maybe haven't gotten one or they got left behind or for whatever reason will get a shot at some really good jobs. And, and that, to me, would be, would be pretty refreshing to see that happen. Whew. Chris Lowe, ESPN hero on the Swain event. Um, it just appears that Brian Harson is is not fitting in with um, how things are ran here in the SEC. Um, do you think he's having a, a little bit of a, a difficulty adjusting um, to the expectations of the Auburn, to the people at Auburn, 
and he will look to possibly go back to the West Coast? He's a good coach. Brian, as the old saying goes, he had just forgotten how to coach. But you're right. Auburn's a very – the complexities at that at that school when it comes to coaching football are, are well chronicled. And it takes the right fit. And you could say that about a lot of places, but I think that's especially true at Auburn. And I don't know that they've adjusted to him or he's adjusted to Auburn. <laughs> I think it's probably a two-way street. So, yeah, I think if, if, if the right gig comes open, I think he would look to leave um, Washington most – Specifically, I don't know about Washington State. I've heard that Arizona State is probably now inclined to hold on to Herm Edwards. I thought initially that that job might open. Um, I think at BYU, you have to be part of the LDS Church to be the head football coach. Uh, but Kalani Sataki is another guy that deserves a shot somewhere, if he wants to leave. I think he's done a great job. He's a really good football coach, a good leader of men. Um, does would he get a shot at, at Washington? Say, and if BYU were to come open again, I'm not sure Brian is, is a is a member of the LDS Church, but he would be, I think, in play if so at BYU. But I do think that he's going to look to to get out if he can. You know, the the one the big domino that could fall is if Jimbo does indeed say no, and I do think Lincoln Riley to some degree would be at LSU. I don't know. I don't want to put any percentages on it, but I think that he would be certainly a guy, if they haven't already reached out, they will reach out. Now, he may not leave. I don't know if he'll leave or not. Because Oklahoma's, you know, obviously one of the top six, seven, eight jobs in America. But I think LSU's one of the top three jobs. Three or four. And he's already moving into the SEC. So, if he's going to be in the SEC, do you have a better chance to win a high level at Oklahoma or LSU? I mean, I don't know. I, I, I think at LSU, you, you know, you got a school that's won three national championships in the last eighteen years with three different coaches. Two of those coaches, Ed Ogeron and Les Miles, who are no longer in coach. Mm-hmm. So I think LSU is a is just a, a plum job. So would he consider it? I think he he would consider it. And if that happens, then I think they would probably have Josh Heifel on their list. Oklahoma, I don't, I don't know that he would be the number one. Why would you one. do that, Chris? <laughs> well, I mean, it's who if you were Oklahoma, Why would you, you do lost? that? We've already been dealing with, with the freak out here on the Swain event, and, and Lincoln's not even gone anywhere. Why would you do that to us? <laughs> the day after Thanksgiving? Hey, you, you guys asked me to break down the coach turf, and, and I deliver, man. Hey, um, that's right. But let, let me ask you this, dude. If you're the AD, Joseph Stiglione at Oklahoma, and you lose Lincoln Riley, who, who who sort of fits there, who's played there, who's done a terrific job this year in his first year, would you not at least talk to Josh Heupel? Well, personally, I think Josh Heupel is very overrated. I think his <laughs> offense oh. only doesn't play, right. work elsewhere. Okay. I think there's character issues. I mean, I just think there's all sorts of Wait, issues I with Josh Heupel. Ben McKee on with you today, not Danny White. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, Ben McKee is thinking like an AD right here. Which, you know what, I don't I – don't, I know Danny White, certainly if that scenario were to play out, is not going to, going to sit here and let his guy walk because for the first time in a while, you've got a first-year guy who's come in here and, and really sort of breathe. You know, it, he's been a, Josh has been a breath of fresh air in a lot of ways because of the way he's conducted himself, the way his team has played. They're fun to watch play. So I don't uh, 
mean, just how positive the, the positive vibe that surrounds the program has been really refreshing. I think for a lot of people. So I don't think Danny White's just going to sit there on his hands and let him walk if that were to happen. Not worried. Look, it's going to be a crazy. I'm telling you, these next week, this next week to week and a half to two weeks. I mean, going all the way out to that Sunday or Monday after the conference championship game weekend is going to be crazy because all it's going to take is a few more jobs. And invariably there's a job that opens. None of us see coming. Now I mentioned Louisville. I mentioned Miami, Auburn, perhaps, but what if there, you know, what if there's somebody else, another big job that opens Louisville open. What's that? You said Louisville is open. No, I said, what if I, I could see that potentially opening? Is that more Louisville saying bye-bye or Satterfield yeah. finally finding a way to get, no, know, go somewhere I, else? I think, I think if they lose to Kentucky, that they may make a move. I think he and AD both could be in trouble there. You know, it's going to be a crazy, as I said, it's going to be a crazy next two weeks. Probably what do you? It's probably as wild as we've seen it, the offseason coaching carousel in a long, long time. What what do you make of the the stoop stuff? I mean, could that be a job that potentially opens? His name's been floated out there. Do do you buy any of that? And I mean, do you think that Stoops would fit in at one of these big time schools? Bob or Mark? Mark. Uh, well, Bob's pretty much said, and I've talked to Bob in the last month, and I don't think he's going back to college coaching. I just don't think he wants any part of recruiting and transfer portal. And I just think he's. I think that ship sailed with him. As for Mark, yeah, because, again, going back to my first point, I mean, there's going to be so many jobs open that somebody has to fill them. And Mark at Kentucky has really steadied that program and got it to a level that they haven't. I think he's – somebody told me he's a winner, a couple wins away from being the all-time winningest coach there. I mean, and he's done it with players – and recruiting classes that don't rank as highly as – heck, if you rank their high recruiting classes over the last – and I know Tennessee's beaten up on Kentucky on the field, but their classes haven't ranked as high as Tennessee's over the last eight, nine, ten years. And yet he's had you know he's had wins over LSU and Florida. And uh, so, yeah, I think he'll get a shot. The thing I think he does best is develop football players and, and bring in guys that maybe are a little bit under-recruited He's on into Ohio and gotten great football players. Heck, he's coming to Tennessee this year and got some good kids. He's gone up into the Northeast, up to New Jersey, and, and really developed guys and coached them up. And I think the, the draft, the NFL draft for the last few years, would bear that out. So, yeah, Ben, I think he would be in play a couple of places. But you know what? I don't know that – I think Kentucky has done a – Mitch Barnhart has done a really good job of spending money there and investing in the football program. And Mark Stoops to stay at Kentucky and win seven to nine games for the rest of his life and be fine, and they're going to be fine with that. Chris, I mean, Chris Stoops is at fifty-seven wins. The um, the all-time winningest coach is Bear Bryant at sixty. There you go. So he he is close. Which there you go. It's kind of sad. To be Bear honest. Bryant was. I mean, he was there in the what the fifties. Forty-six to fifty-three. I mean, come on, yeah, that's kind of sad that, Mark, that, that Stoops about to be the all-time winningest coach at Kentucky with 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 you know sixty-one wins. Yeah. So, Mark, Mark's there, there's a. I think if you live in Tennessee and you're a Tennessee fan, you look at Mark and say, Ah, you know, we we've beaten up on him. We've owned him, much like the way Florida has owned Tennessee, even in t- 
Tennessee's best years. You know, Florida paid taxes in this state because they own Tennessee. But I think if you look at it from 30,000 feet away, the guy's done a really good job coaching and recruiting, or recruiting and developing and getting Kentucky to a point to where the last couple of years, most of the season, they've been ranked. You know, and that would have been, you know, 10, 15, 20 years ago. If you had said about a Kentucky football, nobody would have believed it. So I do think he probably – I don't think, Ben, he's like <clears throat> number one or maybe even number two on a lot of these lists. But, see, I think we're going to get down to three, four, five in a lot of places, much like we see happen a lot of times. And Tennessee was way down the list last year. Heck, when Mullen got hired at Florida, he was three. Remember, Chip Kelly was the guy they wanted. He went to UCLA, then Scott Frost. He goes to Nebraska, and Florida gets Dan Mullen from Florida, who was Mississippi State. He was coming to Tennessee to be the head coach if Frost or Kelly would have taken the UCLA job. So it's crazy the way these things work out. Uh, but it's it's just rare that you get your absolute number one choice as head football coach. Whew. Chris Lowe, ESPN here. Which job is better, LSU or Florida? LSU. Why do people think and, Florida's better? Well, I mean, but in, and I could see how if we had 10 people in the room, there, there would be some mixed feelings or, or different opinions on that. I, I think, I'll tell you why. I don't just want to answer the question. I'll tell you why. I think, number one, you're the school in that state, the mm-hmm. school of record. Kids in that state, which is a talent-rich state, I mean, they have a ton of talent that comes out of the state of Louisiana every year. 95% of every kid who grows up in that state grows up dreaming about being an LSU Tiger. So that's number one, combined with the fact it's a really talent-rich state, much like Florida. I think staying on the talent standpoint, they go into the Houston area, Swain, which is not real far, the Baton Rouge area, and get great players. And you know what the talent's like over in the Houston, Texas area. And that just that huge radius, mm-hmm. and, and they've been able to go into there and mine that territory pretty well. That's another reason. I think the second reason is their pattern of winning at a high level. As I said a minute ago, they've had three head coaches, three different head coaches, win national championships in the last eighteen years. And and this is nothing against Ed O'Shaughnessy or Les Miles, but. Both those guys are no longer coaching football. Nope. Now Saban did it, and he's probably the greatest to ever do it. But so it says that, you know, in twenty year in a twenty year window, three different guys can come there and win national titles. They're all different. You know, two of the three are—I don't think they're not. Again, they're not coaches, but I mean they're high in demand right now. I think the other reason is that you are sort of—you know—yeah, you're in the West with Bama and Auburn and Texas A&M, but you're sort of down there by yourself, you know, on the bayou, and I think that helps too. I think that helps too. You're sort of you're not in, in a state with another school or right there in the same geographical area. You know, and the traditions the, re- the traditions and resources are great. I mean, I always look at it, where, where do you have a chance most consistently to win at the highest level. And is there a track record at that school for having done that? And at LSU there is, certainly here recently. I mean, Bama, I mean, before before Nick got to Alabama, 
I mean, Bama was a good job. I don't think it was the elite job or one of the two or three elite jobs. I mean, they've gone through a number of coaches and hadn't won a lot. Tennessee, you know, Tennessee went through a stretch where they owned Alabama. But here comes Saban, and now it is, if not the best job in America, it's one of the top two best jobs in America. And they just continue to spend and spend and invest and reinvest in the facilities. And um, I feel I feel sorry for the poor guy who goes in after it, though, I can tell you that. Chris, I caught what you said earlier about Billy Napier in, in Florida. Assuming that does happen and nothing crazy takes place between now and the beginning of next week, what what are your thoughts on, on that potential hire? Well, he 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 been as a guy who's been in the band now for a while, at least for two years, and he's turned down a ton of jobs in the SEC. I can count at least five, Tennessee being one of them. When I say turned down, has said no thank you when they reached out to him. Turned down opportunities is probably the best way to say it. Because no school or no AD ever gets turned down. You guys know that, right? That's right. That's right. Um, Tennessee, Mississippi State, Arkansas, Ole Miss, South Carolina are all jobs. He had a really good – if he had gone head first, yes, I want it, he had a really good chance to get all five of those. And he said no. I think even Missouri, too. Maybe another. So he's been patient. He's been selective. Uh, he checks a lot of boxes. He's an offensive guy. He loves to recruit, tenacious recruiter. I mean, let's be honest, man. Some coaches just don't like recruiting. They just don't like it. Um, he has worked for Saban. He's worked for for, uh, for Dabo. He's done a really good job. I think they're going to win or have won 10 games in Louisiana for the third straight year this year. I think before that, they had never won 10 games ever in a season at Louisiana. Uh, he's, he's sort of been able to galvanize that fan base. They've spent money. They've uh, been able to sort of reinvest in that program while he's been there. So he's one of these guys, he's younger. I think a lot of ADs, they all have these um, proverbial short lists. He's been on a lot of those short lists. And, again, checks the box. I just can't ever see Florida – Unless Bob Stoops were going to get in, you know, get back into it, I just can't see Florida hiring someone who's not an offensive guy. And certainly, Billy is. His offenses have been really good at, at Louisiana, and um, and he's a he's a really detailed, organized guy. And talking to people who coach with him and people he's coached under, and that's uh, I think when you look at Florida right now, that's sort of what they're looking for. The recruiting part then is uh, critical. Everybody says, well, Florida recruits itself. Well, not really. Mm-mm. Not really. I mean, you got Miami in that state. you got Florida State in that state. Georgia comes down into Florida. I mean, Alabama goes, Nick goes everywhere and recruits. Everybody's coming into your state to recruit. You know, you got to start to start to take that state back again and get the elite players. They've lost too many guys over the last few years who are elite football players who went elsewhere. I think that's the thing they've got to do, and I think they've got to get that edge back in that program. That, you know, the, the, the kind of edge they had when Urban was there and the kind of edge they had when, when the head ball coach was there. I think that's that's what's got to happen more than anything is sort of take, you know, take that state back from a recruiting standpoint. You're not going to get everybody, but get the best one and get that edge back. I just, you know, the, the Gator Brass feels like he's the – 
he's the best guy to do that. 865-255-03 is our number to the Irish Network's hotline. Chris Lowe is on that hotline. And, man, uh, after Saturday, it's going to be uh, – it's going to be some dominoes falling in college football. Uh, I guess it is the what they call it, the Black Monday of college football. Yeah, it'll, it'll be uh, that week, and, and probably will extend until that next week after the conference championship games. You know, the, 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 the wild card, to me there's like three wild cards. Number one, Jimbo, what's he going to do? Is he going to stay at any The second one would be, to me the guy, if I were an AD right now, and they said, all right, Chris, you go get a guy in college football to come in and lead your program. Luke Fickle would be my first call. Okay. But I just, you know, I was up there a few weeks ago visiting with him to do a piece on, on their program and him. And my sense is that he's a Midwestern guy. He's lived outside the state of Ohio. I think he told me about 13 months his entire life. And that's when he was on the New Orleans Saints practice squad. Other than that, he's been in Ohio his entire life. He's a Midwestern guy. He's got a big family, six kids. Uh, he's Catholic. I, I just, I think if it's not Ohio State, if it's not Notre Dame, I don't know, especially with his team in the playoffs swing, which I think they're going to get there. I don't see him going because if you're in the playoff, you're, you're not going to be really ready to move until what the second, third, or fourth of January. Mm-hmm. And I don't see him being a guy that takes a job. And coaching his team in the playoff during that same during during that interim, I just don't see him. So he's the other wild card. If I'm wrong about him, and he does move, let's say it's USC or LSU or somewhere, Florida. Uh, I said, so that that's the second wild card. I think if, if there's a third wild card, you know, it, it's Matt Campbell because he's another guy that has sort of been in demand. Um, where is he going to go? Is he going to leave? Is he going is is he a fit at Southern Cal? <clears throat> is he a guy that Scott Woodward at LSU turns to if he can't get Jimbo? Um, so he, he's, you know, I think he's a much like Fickle, is a little bit more of a Midwestern guy. But if LSU calls, if USC calls, uh, if Florida calls, I think you got to listen to those three because those are three of the top six, seven jobs in America. And I think there's a three B wild card, and that's Lane. You know what's What's going to happen is is there going to be enough guys who stay put and re up like a Franklin, like a Randa, like a Mel Tucker, to where Brady said, you know what, this guy's going to win. And now, yeah, we got to put put up with some some of this goofiness on Twitter and, and and maybe you know Lane being Lane, as they say. His dad Monty always says there's a reason when he was a kid they called him Lane the Pain. Um, you know, but clearly he can coach football. I mean, clearly he can recruit. Uh, his offensive acumen and the way he, they, his teams play offense, I mean, that's the way people want to play offense. That's, that's what fans want to see now is, is high-scoring offensive football, that niche. So he's a guy that I think could be a little bit of a wild card too, depending on how the dominoes fall. Now, the problem with Lane is next year football will put in a rule that he can't fake injuries. So. <laughs> That may work against him because they have mastered the art of faking injury. Now, everybody else does it, but I don't think anybody does it quite to the degree of Ole Miss and the, and, and the, uh, and the Rebels. 
having to worry about or shouldn't have to worry about Tennessee um, looking for another coach. So that's one of the good things about sitting here and watching what's taking place around the landscape of college football, knowing that Tennessee has a coach. And I don't care if Oklahoma opens up or not. uh, I'm not going to be worried. So um, I I like what we got going on right now. We'll have some movement with our players transferring out. We'll have some players coming in, and um, <clears throat> looking forward to seeing it. Looking forward to seeing yep. it. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's been a really uh, the best word I can use is refreshing. A refreshing season. Yep. Around the Tennessee football, it really has. The way the players have played, and how hard they played, and the way Tennessee scored points has been fun to watch. When's the last time you remember a Tennessee team that's been this entertaining? You know, it's it's been a while, and I think that's credit to Josh and his staff and kids on that team like Hendon Hooker and Matthew Butler, you know, some older guys who've really sort of taken hold of that locker room and and bought in and continued to, even after tough losses. I mean, you, know, you get shut out in the second half by Florida, you get beaten pretty badly down there, but you don't let that demoralize you. You know, you're right there with Alabama, and Alabama just sort of crushed you in the fourth quarter. You don't let that demoralize it. You know, the Ole Miss game, they had every chance to win that game. You know, got the short of the stick from the officiating, but still continue to get better and play hard. And that's the thing I like best about this team is they just really haven't let things affect them. You know, they continue to push forward and play hard. And, and again, I think that, you know, the, the staff that Josh hired, having guys like Rodney and Martinez and Eckler, those guys who've been around the SEC and, and what Tim – Tim Banks on defense, and I know Tennessee's numbers, you know, across the board, and there's some really good numbers, like negative plays on defense and tackles for loss. But here's a guy who you know, who comes in and not been a coordinator and um, first year has, has done a really good job. So I think there's a lot of things to like. The, the thing that's so important now, Swain, man, is they they got to burn it up on recruiting. I don't think this first class is going to be pretty um, I won't say bad. It's just going to be okay. Uh, but the next couple have to be really good because they're already behind. So you're going to have two so-so classes in a row. Mm-hmm. And in the SEC, that's tough to recover from. Yep. So the 20, would that be the 22 or the 23 and the next one have to be really good. And otherwise, I don't know that, it's really realistic to recover if you have three so-so to bad. You know, I don't want to say bad because who knows if they're bad. You know, mm-hmm. I don't. But but on paper anyway, three in a row are tough to to climb out from under. Got to make it happen. It's, it's, it's the conference that we're in, and there's only way to only one way to be successful. That's recruit, develop, and uh, you know, coach up your players. And, have great in-game adjustments, and there's no other way around it, Chris. And we got to bring you. We got to bring you back on next week. I know a lot of stuff is going to happen, and uh, you know this this season has been it has been refreshing. You know, even with some of the tough losses, you haven't had the drama. Like it's been fun to see the offense put up points, but you know, without drama. 
and that's been the most refreshing thing for for me. So uh, we'll do it again, Chris. Man, I always appreciate your time. And, um, you know, happy Thanksgiving, late Thanksgiving to you and the family, and enjoy the leftovers. I will. Same to you guys. It's always a lot of fun coming on with you guys. You guys have a great rest of the week. You too, my man. Chris Lowe, ESPN, here on the Swain event. Uh, good stuff, as always, from Chris. And his time today was brought to you by Keller, uh, Jennifer Morris with Keller Williams Realty. Her telephone number is 865-257-7888. Nine seven got a cool thing to share with you on Tuesday. On Tuesday, the Clay family, who are listeners of the show, uh, they close on their East Tennessee property with the help of Jennifer Moore. So, congratulations to you, uh, the Clay family, closing on your new property. Uh, thank you for listening to the show, making this Wayne event part of your morning each and every. Uh, Day, we really, really appreciate that. So good stuff there from Jennifer Morris. Kelly Williams Realty, her email is jennifermorris865 at gmail.com. Her number, again, is 865-257-7897. Before we go to break, share with you that the official UT license plate is available at Tennessee County Clerk locations and supports Scholarships for UT students. These are available across the state of Tennessee at your county clerk locations. As for the KA plate, which stands for Knoxville Alumni, go to alumni.utk.edu forward slash license plate for more information. Good stuff right there, Ben, huh? Oh, yeah. Good stuff from Chris, as always. always, Don't let Chris scare y'all. Don't let Chris scare y'all. He just hey, listen. He's just doing his job. Don't let him scare y'all. We we good. We good over here. We gotta take a break though, Ben. Uh, 865-255-03 is is our telephone number. Uh, so we will take a quick timeout. We got about twenty minutes left uh, in in the program. So we got a lot of stuff to get to. Still, we may not even get to it all today. Uh, Tennessee Vanderbilt tomorrow. It is Senior Day. The squad is wearing all orange. If you can get to the game, please get to the game. Show your love and appreciation for these seniors. Land the foundation for Josh Heupel. And Heupel uh, has some big-time praise for these seniors. Uh, hopefully we can get a chance to, to share the, those words with you today. Uh, I'll let you pull it up, Ben, um, see if we can get that get to that in the next 20 minutes. But we still got a lot of stuff to get to. Uh, we'll take a quick timeout here on the Swain event. So don't go anywhere. Stay with us. We will be right back. While the other guys are taking guesses, the Swain event is taking you behind the scenes and in the huddle every morning from 7 to 10, right here. When you start your own business, you know that branding can make or break a new venture. That's why Swain event relies on 42nd Street. 42nd Street is a strategy agency focused on finding creative, open-minded, results-driven solutions to brand design. After over a decade of operations in East Tennessee, the brand architects at 42nd Street have the experience and creative know-how to ensure the success of your business branding, logo, web presence, and more. To see a real-life example of their amazing work, you can check out our website at SwainEvent.com. Don't trust the branding of your business to just anyone. Check out my friends at 42nd Street online at 42st.com. 
www.thebrotherhoodchurch.com or give them a call at 865-382-7007. 42nd Street, Brand Strategy Design. Voted Best Barbecue in City View Magazine and a Top 100 Barbecue Restaurant in the Country, Dead End is a no-brainer when you are craving the smoky flavor of Quality Q. Dead End makes it easy to enjoy their fantastic menu with online ordering and local delivery with Valet Gourmet. That's right, you can have Dead End brought to you. Can't think of the spread for your next event? Get Dead End to cater it. Check them out online, deadendbbq.com. Dead End Barbecue. The search is over. More and more Tennessee businesses are switching to Iris Networks for reliable, local, high-quality, high-speed business fiber internet. Iris provides direct internet access from 10 megs to 10 gigs with no payments for 90 days. Iris also offers next-generation business phones with work-from-anywhere capability from the mobile or laptop app. With local sales, support, and service, Iris is a partner in the community. Learn more at irisnetworkusa.com or call 865-448-IRIS. Iris Networks, a Tennessee business connecting Tennessee businesses. Fellas, when it's time to freshen up that wardrobe, there's only one play to make, and that's to go see my friends at Mark Nelson Denim in downtown Knoxville. Find the latest in small batch denim in the heart of Knoxville. Denim isn't all they do, though. Mark Nelson also does custom suiting and blazers. Let your personal style shine with Mark Nelson. If you don't have time to go shopping for yourself but still want that fresh look, then sign up for the NN Society. Let the experts handle the shopping and get $300 worth of merchandise for just $150 every other month. That's six times per year to keep you looking styling every day. Let Mark Nelson Denim help you be the best you. Because when you look good, you feel good. Go to Mark Nelson Denim. It's Red Plastic Cop with some big news for you movie-making, content-creating video superstars. Show your mad skills. And create a video of why it's so important to keep Tennessee litter-free. It's the TSSAA No Trash November Student Video Contest. Sponsored by Nobody Trashes Tennessee. Go to nobodytrashestennessee.com slash TSSAA for details. High school and middle school students can submit their video and receive scholarships and prizes provided by TSSAA. Word, peace out. Is that still a thing? Am I being too cool for the school kids? Just asking. that band see, see that transition over here swain event fueled by dead end barbecue low t center studios our number three is powered by low t center and lowtcenter.com specializing in men's health it is men's health month during the month of november and right now got a couple couple days left guys Low T Center is offering monitored self inject at home treatments for just $155 a month for self pay or covered by most, most health insurance. They will ship directly to you. So I'll say that one more time $155 a month, self pay, or covered by most health insurance, and they will ship directly to you. Low T Center, lowtcenter.com, reinventing men's health care. All right, Ben, 
These seniors, man, laying the foundation. Very, very important. Crucial. Crucial. As Josh Hype is Josh Hypo is building this, this empire. Listen, man, Josh Hypo talked about winning multiple championships. Well, if you win multiple championships, that means you don't have an empire. That's the plan. You have to plan it. You have to believe it before you achieve it. Ben, I'm talking about the seniors, man. Give us exactly what Josh Heupel had to say. Yes, Josh Heupel uh, getting Tennessee fans very excited. And, I mean, he was pretty point blank in his comments, and, and you summed it up perfectly, saying on Vol Calls Wednesday night that this senior class laid the foundation of what we are building. When we win championships, they're going to be a big reason why. Man. And he's he's absolutely spot on. Yep. Go back and yep. and watch Dabo Sweeney's first comments after he won his first national championship. Yep. Who did he credit? Taj Boyd and those seniors. Exactly. Yep. And so if if Heupel is able to win championships at Tennessee, I don't know if he's going to be able to. I don't think anybody does. But if if he is able to, it'll be because of Theo Jackson. And Matthew Butler, that passed leadership skills down to Omari Thomas, to Danico Slaughter, Alante Taylor passing things down to Warren Burrell, Deshaun Rucker, Hendon Hooker, hopefully when he comes back next year, passing things down to Taven Jackson or, or whatever quarterback comes in. You know, Jabari Small. I know I'm getting away from the seniors, but uh, Jabari Small passing things down to, to Jalen Wright. Cade Mays passing things down. That, that's, that's how a program is supposed to be. And, I mean, you don't even need a, champion, a national championship as an example. Swain, you've talked about it numerous times. Guys like Tony Brown taking you under his wing and showing you the way. Tony Brown passed it down because guys passed it down to Tony Brown. And then you passed it down to guys because it was passed down to you. That That's how a program is supposed to be. It's supposed to be passed down from Kevin Punter to Jordan Bone. From Jordan Bone to Jaden Springer and... And Keon Johnson, or I, I guess the better example would be Jordan Bone to Josiah Jordan James. And, and then now Josiah Jordan James to Kennedy Chandler and Zakai Ziegler. And then Zakai Ziegler will pass it down to B.J. Edwards. When it's working like that in your program, that, that's when you have a successful program. Yep. Man, let me get to this text box, Ben. Really good points by you. Uh, and just to clarify, we're talking about the point guard position, uh, passing a torch. Uh, there and, and leaders of the team because people are gonna say, "Hey, well, Red Williams." Yep, yep, yep. But you was talking, you was talking about the guards. So I, I get what you was picking, picking, picking. Uh, I was picking up what you was putting down. So a lot of people here on text box uh, surprised by Tyon Evans. People just tuning in. Uh, what's up with Tyon trying to transfer? We had, we had talked about this uh, in hour number two when he put out a tweet the day before Tennessee plays in their last football game, Senior Day. Guys, excuse me if I'm not, you know, hiding how I feel here. I think it's a load of crap. The day before Senior Day, Tyne Evans put this message out. Didn't he spell Coach Heupel's name right? And he is going to transfer. 
he's going to transfer. He's going to get into the transfer portal. So he's going to be recruited again and all that good stuff. And, and I'm, it's going to be, it's going to be um, another you know, season of recruiting for him. It'll be his third, third time. And um, NFL was not going to be an option. He, is not, he does not have a lot of film, does not have enough film to go to the league. A lot of people have been talking about that for the last couple of weeks as, a, as that being an option. But if you listen to the program, um, you heard us talk about the three possible options that could happen with Tyon Evans. He'd go to the NFL, even though that was unlikely. He could stay, take advantage of the NIL because he produced when he was healthy this season, or he could go somewhere else. And we mentioned the fact that if he goes somewhere else, he's going to have to take better care of his business. If he stayed, he he was going to have to take better care of his business. Um, Swan, let me ask you this. And, and, And you kind of just made the comment yourself, which is you made the comment version of what I'm about to ask. But, I mean, how reliable is, is Tyon Evans even if he returns? Because he can't stay healthy. His off-the-field academics, quite frankly, just to be brutally honest, are, are in question. Um, and I, I, I think you can question his buy-in a little bit. So those three factors, I mean, how reliable is he even if he were to return to Tennessee for another season? No, uh, not, not that not that reliable. But here's something to think about too, Ben. I gotta give kudos to Josh Heupel because this is like Tyon has been a, a an unfortunate issue for weeks and weeks now, and no one really knew it publicly except for like a few people here and there. Like, of course, we knew it because we covered the team, and. It's good that you didn't have people here covering the team just throwing stuff out. That's really kind of crossing the line. So kudos to Josh Heupel. And then kudos to some of the people here that covers this, cover this team. Now, if you don't care about you know, living here, if you don't care about having the trust of you know the, the players and the you know, school that you cover, if you want to do things reckless, then the first moment you hear – Stuff that was going on with Tyon, you can just write an article about it and put it out. That's the difference between Butch Jones' era and this era. But there's a time and a place. Well, here's a time. Here's a place. Tyon Evans announced that he's going to transfer. Well, how did he get to this point? Because that's what people want to know. Well, how did he get to this point? Usually, you, you know, you get the public signs, right? You see the drama. You see the drama unfolding before your eyes. And then when the kid transfers, it's like, oh, well, duh, that was going to happen. Because we, we saw the signs from a mile away. We saw the drama. So kudos to Josh Heupel coming over from Central Florida, a smaller program where you have to deal with less of this, to go to a place like Tennessee in the SEC where now you have to deal with more fires. Because it's not really about coaching X's and O's when you come and be a head coach, it's the fires that you have to put out. They're more. It's like double. That's the thing that people don't understand. There's more stuff off the field than on the field when you are a head coach 
inside of the SEC, especially at a program like Tennessee. So kudos for Hypo and company for managing this situation to the point where, like, no one really knew what was going on until now. Because it could have been a distraction in this football team. But it wasn't. You still got production from the running back position with what you had. Pretty good. But if you're Tennessee, you're going to go out there in the portal, and you'll have opportunity to bring in some good backs. You have opportunity to sign a good back. Yes, there there will be good backs in the transfer portal. I, I don't know I don't know who. It's it's still early. Swain, you mentioned what did you phrase what Monday is going to be? Black Monday. For for coaches. Well, what 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 uh, what nickname are we going to give it for players entering the transfer portal? Because the regular season is over. I I think you're going to see hundreds hundreds of football players enter the transfer portal Sunday, Monday, and all throughout next week yep, to, to go ahead and, and try and find their new home over this next month. Go look at the, the FCS <laughs> schools and the amount of transfers that they had last week. Their, their season ended a week early, and, and all the FCS players entered the transfer portal last Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and, and throughout the week. You're going to see that again with FBS players. So I, I don't know who that running back is that, that's going to be a great back in the portal, but there's going to be somebody. There, there always is every single year at every single position. There, there's going to be a, a, a shocking addition to the portal at the position. And I, I, even though Tennessee doesn't run the traditional offense, Wayne, I, I think with the way that they've run the football this year and – more than likely, four out of five returning offensive linemen. Uh, you, you get healthier. You'll have more depth along the offensive line as well. I, I think that's attractive for for a running back in the portal. Yeah, man. There's, and there's players. Uh, there'll be there'll be good players in there. Volstorm asked about Lynn J. Dixon as a transfer from Clemson. I mean, he's an example of you know good players that are in in the portal. Um, A. Z. Vol says was Tyon an issue on the team. Not a big enough issue to create a huge distraction, but he he didn't handle business like everybody else. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Like he was an issue, but he wasn't an issue. Correct, if, if that makes sense. It, yes. it was he he wasn't necessarily affecting others, which is I, I think a testament to the culture as well. Exactly, that's what I'm saying, man. Like in Hypo's first year to not let this get to the point publicly where everyone knew. Like, I got people texting me like, what? What the heck? What? What? Like, they surprised. And that's, like, that's good. I mean, that's, that's, that's good if you look at it um, that way. Nelson says Lynn J. commit to West Virginia. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, Tennessee never – We'll see. There's never really a ton of traction there. Yeah, Chip Payne says Tank Bisbee is possibly putting his name in the portal. We'll, we'll see. If, if, if Tank Bigsby – Enters the transfer portal. Dude. I will drive down to Auburn, pack his entire apartment up, and I'll move him to Knoxville myself. Uh, I know you have some uh, help on your on your um, in-law side. No, they'd be bitter that he's leaving Auburn. That's right. They, 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 pro- they, they they'd probably be there trying to block you from going in to help move. 
Exactly, which they should if they are the diehard Auburn fans that I know, and they are. So they should be blocking me from getting in and, <laughs> and taking Tank Bigsby. But I, I talked about it here on the show a couple of weeks ago. I mean, Tank Bigsby is uh, – he, he's – I, I love watching him. He's one of my favorite SEC football players. I mean, he's just so much fun to watch. He and is. Pruitt really wanted him, and they, they were in it. Uh, I think they were top two, top three for him. I mean – Awesome name, and his his running style fits the name. Yep. If, man, if he enters the portal, that and Tennessee were able to get him, I would I'd go streaking down Gay Street. Nah, man, we good. We good. LC Vaughn says with Brown and Wade's going to Kentucky. Besides winning, what does Tennessee have to do to repair the relationship with MPA? Lots of players are hot with Buck right now. Um, Buck Fitzgerald runs National Playmakers Academy out of Nashville. There has been some players from his organization going to Kentucky. There's also players from his organization that are right here at Tennessee. I don't know the details of the relationship between Buck Fitzgerald and Tennessee, nor do I want to get in the middle of it to try to find out, to be honest. Uh, Marion Brown, the the recruit from the Mid-State that a lot of people were clamoring about for when he committed to Kentucky over Tennessee yesterday. Uh, he, he is a very talented football player, but I would not at all be worried about him going to Kentucky at all. I, in, in fact, I am not worried at all about him going to Kentucky. We, we talk about Tyon Evans. Barry on Brown comes to mind when I think of Tyon Evans. Yeah, I'm just, you know, I, I've heard. I'm not losing sleep over that one is my point. Yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. I, I've had people like allude and suggest that there's something going on between Buff Fitzgerald and Tennessee. And I mean, this has been, you know, something that's been brought up on message boards for, for years. And I don't expect Buff Fitzgerald to tell every kid that he works with to go to Tennessee. I just, I just don't. I just don't do that. Um, I don't expect that. You know, I wouldn't tell every kid to go to Tennessee if I was in a position. Now, I don't know. All the details from Tennessee uh, throughout the different head coaches. I don't know who was right, who was wrong. Um, everyone tells their story, and they're going to tell it to their version. So I just – I used to, like, try to find out, all right, who, I mean, what happened here? Did, 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 did Bush Jones botch this? And there was times he did. There's times he did. So I don't know, like, who's the fault. I think sometimes as Tennessee fans, we automatically want to take sides just because of our fandom. But sometimes, man, Tennessee dropped the ball on things and messed up. I don't know what the case is now. If there's something going on with Tennessee and Buff Fitzgerald, I don't know. I don't know. I just know in the past there's been a he said, she said, uh, you know, and then there has been stuff that said, that, that's been said that really wasn't anything going on, wasn't a problem. All I know is Buck has players that come here. He has players that go somewhere else. So Yes, I, can, we'll, I can't. Go ahead. I can only speak to the individual players that were asked about, Swain. I mean, I, I don't think – th there may be a Buck Fitzgerald issue. I don't know if there is or not. But I, I don't think that there's one with with these two particular recruitments. With, with Arion Brown, I don't think that Tennessee felt like he, he was a, a good fit for, for what they're trying to do. And with the Wade twins, Kentucky told Destin that he could play quarterback – and Tennessee would not make that promise. So that that's why those three players are, are going to Kentucky and, and not Tennessee, not because of Buck Fitzgerald. Yep, yep, that's where I am on that. Uh, but I want to 
address that whole narrative that, you know, Buck Fitzgerald and Tennessee, because, man, that's something that's been brought up with every single coach staff for the last five, six, seven years. Ballstorm says, I'll go back up Ben and get Tanks Bisbee. Clark, uh, excuse me, Chris in Clarksville says, Ben Swain might even help you with Tanks move. LOL. Yeah, man, I'll be unbooked. If Tanks Bigsby hits the portal and Tennessee is able to get him, I will be unbooked. Yeah, unbooked. I'm sure you will be. You don't believe me? Oh, I I believe you. I'm just I'm just what great coincidence. I'll be unbooked. Yeah. Sorry, man. I'm booked when it comes to helping you move, but I ain't booked when it comes to helping a player like him move. Mm mm mm. Swain event fueled by Dead End Barbecue, Ben. Time for you get on that road, buddy. It is. Going to pack up the car as soon as uh, you sign us off and be headed to Knoxville to watch Tennessee beat down Tennessee Tech and Vanderbilt on Saturday. Vanderbilt. That was strong right there. Whew, I'm out of breath. 865-255-03, Iris Network's hotline. Live here from the Low T Center Studios. For my good friend Ben McKee, I'm Jason Swain. We hope you have a great weekend. Monday, we'll be back to talk about a couple big orange wins over the weekend. Senior day, all orange everything. Hope you have a great weekend. Safe travels to you, Ben. Safe travels to everyone. Hope you have a great weekend. Peace and love. We are out. The Swain event. You'll buy Dead End Barbecue.